masterclass show, a place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team, so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, Legacy Builders, welcome back to another show. I'm so excited to be back with you. Another amazing guest and conversation. And today we're going to talk about seven habits uh, for highly effective centric uh, leaders. I know that this is a topic that is will be very timely for you and also something that you will walk away with lots of value from. So uh, I want to introduce my guest today, Stan Gibson. He's an expert in this area and field and looking forward to getting to know him better as well. So Stan, welcome to the show. And I would love to... Um, to have you share some of the most meaningful moments that led you to the work that you're doing today. Uh, Lana, I'll tell you what, I'm excited to be here. Always uh, love uh, love the format that uh, you know you're showing to your listeners. And uh, yeah, you know, as far as being here, um, in fact, actually, I just changed the name of my company from Oxygen Plus to Stan Gibson Speaks uh, .com, uh, just two weeks ago. And, and part of that is because um, while I've been uh, an executive in uh, a couple of Fortune 500 companies. I've also, uh, you know, worked and started small companies as an entrepreneur. But the one thing that's been consistent along the way, Alona, is you know I've done a lot of motivational speaking. I've done a lot of speaking on leadership um, and how leaders become leaders. I've written a book called Living a Rich and Intentional Life, which gets gets into also a lot of the neuroscience around how leaders need to show up. Uh, with sleep, with nutrition, with exercise. And so with all of those things, um, I decided to, it was it was the time for me to change the name of my company into StanGibsonSpeaks.com because that's what I do. I love to be on stage. I love to uh, connect with audiences and I love to uh, um, hopefully share enough nuggets that people walk away with a really good aha at the end of the conversation alone. And so that's kind of uh, where I am. I've been, uh, I got out of the corporate world about uh, three years ago, and I have absolutely been having a blast uh, as a coach, consultant, and uh, as a speaker. I love that. We have so much in common together with our corporate experience um, in leadership and also the fact that uh, we both love speaking. I think it's only it's always those two ways that we can share our message or one message goes to one brain or another, whether it's the writing or the speaking piece. And for me, the speaking has always uh, uh, felt so much more closer to my heart. And as we could share you know, our messages uh, through storytelling and through just relaying information that we think we, we can add, it can add value to somebody else. So I love that you actually have uh, pivoted and repurposed uh, the brand and yourself and, and the work that you're doing out there. And I don't I think that's a great message for a lot of uh, evolving leaders as we evolve, grow. We you know, we get to reinvent ourselves into the levels or into the problems that we really feel compelled to solve out there in the world. So that's really, really amazing. So let's dive right into the topic. I mean, you've been in uh, someone in, in leadership positions before, so I'm sure this is definitely something that is definitely not new to you. So you speak a lot from your wisdom and experience. What are some of those seven 
habits for highly effective leaders that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, the, you know, the term that I've really uh, latched onto is people-centric leadership and people-centric cultures. Alone, I really believe that what's worked in the past isn't going to work going forward. Um, whether you're a, a small business owner, whether you're in a large corporation, I think, you know, times have changed, especially since the pandemic. And, um, you know, how we led, how we managed in the past just will not work. Different dynamics from Gen Zs, different different dynamics from uh, millennials, and those that's the next generation of leaders, quite honestly. And so you've got to uh, you've got to change. And so yeah, I came up with the seven ha uh, habits of uh, of highly effective uh, people centric leaders. Uh, you know, a, a few of the things, and I, I have a few mantras that I really truly believe in. One is is that especially going forward, um, when leaders learn to coach, employees learn to lead. And I think that's really important because I know a lot of the clients that I work with, um, you know, they got where they are because they've got a really good IQ, especially in their craft and what they do. And a lot of leaders, when they get to um, VP, EVP or presidential roles or things of that nature, uh, the thing that's happening is they get there and they got there because they're really, really good at knowing the answers not as good at being able to coach. And when you learn how to coach and, and you learn how to ask questions and you learn how to listen is when employees start to become leaders. That's when they start to engage and embrace. So, you know, that's one of the key things. And then the other thing for me is, you know, I've often had a saying that uh, if you're not good at home, you're probably not doing real well at work. And if you're not doing well at work, you're not doing good at home. So I look at a very holistic approach with clients, even if it's individuals or if it's a team. And what I mean by that is a lot of it, in fact, I had a meeting with a client just yesterday, and we went all the way back to the basics and talked about sleep. She's not showing up uh, as her best because she just doesn't have the energy. And so we started talking about eight or nine different uh, uh, neuroscience-related type, uh, I'll call them hacks, I don't like that word, but ways to go ahead and to set up the right routines. A lot of times your sleep habits uh, are incorporated in the morning uh, that prepare you the rest of the day to get a good night's sleep. So so I get into a lot of working with clients with their personal energy, but also leaders to um, show up differently and to know how that they uh, uh, can lead a people-centric culture. Yeah, I love your take on the people-centric piece because, yes, I absolutely agree, which is why I talk a lot about purpose. And I hope, you know, uh, corporations align their purpose because the, the the what we're looking for has changed. You know, we have evolved, we have grown, and obviously the next generations are looking for uh, to be part of a mission, a bigger purpose, to be part of something that uh, they're uh, meaningfully working towards and actually um, is contributing beyond themselves. So yeah, the way that we have uh, maybe done leadership in the past is absolutely um, not going to be so effective in today's world. So I love that you have that focus and approach, and you probably have seen how important this is firsthand with you oh, in this with, with your teams and also the people that you've been blessed to impact over the experience and over the years, as you mentioned before. Um, so let's go back to, I love the holistic approach, uh, by the way, as well, because just like anything, we're complex human beings. We can't just isolate ourselves from just right. our work piece or our business or our relationships, right? We're, you know, we were integrating all these different dynamics or aligning, I guess, is the word that, you know, now it's like the next level word uh, back, you know, besides what we used to call work-life balance, I feel like, because even science is now understanding these things at a deeper level. So 
uh, you know, we need we need to reformat and we're learning new new um, ways to think about these things. So what are those seven habits that you have seen that you maybe have implemented in your own life as a leader and also with the clients that you're working with that you feel are the most important or the most crucial um, habits that we need to develop as leaders as we learn, grow and evolve and expand and create more impact? Yeah, thanks, Alana. And, you know, as, as I go through these seven, they might sound very simplistic, but when you start to peel back uh, the different layers behind them, there's a lot of science, there's a lot of, uh, there, there, there's a lot of uh, knowledge and uh, routines and habits, and there's a lot of things that go into them at even a, at even a di uh, deeper level. Um, you know, one of the things, and again, it sounds very, very simple, but it's really not. It's just, you know, how many leaders do you work with, Alana, that, you know, get so busy and they're working in the business, not on the business. And, you know, when you start to um, talk to certain leaders about, you know, are you working on the business? Well, you know, there's always a crunch for time. They're traveling, they're working, they're putting out fires, basically. And, and you know, um, I really believe that, uh, you, you know, in fact, my second one, really working on the business, is, is planning your intention and, and owning your calendar. Now, if you're in a larger company, typically you've got an executive assistant and they're kind of owning your calendar for you, which is always nice. A lot of small and mid-sized companies don't have that, uh, you know, the, the, the people at the top don't have that luxury. Um, I know that, you know, I've had it, I've been with it and I've been without it. And I prefer to, to have an executive assistant, but given the size of my company right now, you know, you have to learn how to own your calendar. And, and a lot of that for a lot of the leaders that I work with comes into, um, you know, tomorrow uh, starts tonight. Uh, next month starts this month. Next quarter starts this quarter. You've got to have some intentional planning. You've got to have some routines. For me, it's, uh, you know, Saturday morning for an hour, hour and a half after the week's kind of blown by to have coffee and not be in a hurried rush state. And to actually sit and look at, you know, the week behind me, look at the week ahead of me, look at the month ahead of me. And it's getting your arms around calendarizing, you know, what's important. How are you moving big rocks and you're trying to delegate out the small pebbles and the things that we often get caught up in? So I think that those first two of working on the business uh, is important versus in the business and then planning with intention uh, is, is, is a science in and of itself. I, I even work with a lot of clients as to um, their morning routines. Uh, you know, as far as I always believe the first hour, hour and a half of every morning should belong to you. And I'll get into that in one of the other uh, uh, helpful uh hints that I have a, a little later on, but knowing how to calendarize your day from your morning to the first two to three hours of the day, when do you have the most energy? When do you, when are you in green? When are you in yellow? When are you in red? How do you position those hardest topics and tasks when you're in green? And only you know when you're in green. For me, it happens to be I am a morning person, and I do work out in the morning, and so I've got a lot wiring and firing up until around 11 o'clock. So I'm going to be working on a lot of those things. But working with individualized executives as to how do you get eight hours 10 hours, 12 hours worth of work done in eight hours is very essential. So those are the first two. Um, the third that I have is really just spending time with employees. You'd be surprised. Again, the more busier we get, the less engaged we get. Um, you know, I've always had a very strong standing uh, mantra and cadence of uh, the people that report to me. You know, I'm going to spend, uh, it's in my calendar. 
uh, for, you know, every two weeks, we're going to spend some deep time. And it may only be 45 minutes to an hour. But that first 10 to 15 minutes, we're talking about personal things. We're talking about, you know, how things are going at home, how they're going at work. We're relating, we're connecting. I'm making sure that they know that I care about them. And then we get into, you know, some of the other elements of coaching, uh, you know, for, for the next 30 to 40 minutes. Um, but it isn't just the people alone that report to me. You know, in my past, I would have people that, uh, you know, we call it a skip level or a two down or something, but people that were two or three uh, levels removed from me. It's extremely important that, you know, you have them in a cadence. Maybe it's once a month. Maybe it's every six weeks. But getting to know, getting connected, that's the only way that you can get people to come back and engage and tell you what's going on um, out in the playing field, out where the customers actually reside. Um, You know, the other one, and we've talked about it a little bit, again, leaders, uh, when, when, when leaders uh, become uh, coaches, employees learn to lead, that's, that's the fourth one. And to me, I really believe in that, Alona, because helping leaders learn how to ask questions, how to embrace silence, how to listen and refrain, how to not jump in and answer the question, but how to develop the person across the table from you. And sometimes... It's not only the people that you're leading, but it's the person that's leading you. I had a conversation yesterday with a client, and it was. It was about taking some of these concepts to the leader uh, because they were having a hard time communicating and getting a lot of things completed and done and making it actionable. But once she started to employ some of the coaching techniques, I got a text within you know, 10 minutes. This stuff works. It's fantastic. I mean, we came up with uh, not only what were the consequences of not moving on, what were the timetables, who was going to do what. So I think there is a real element of learning to coach the higher you go as a leader. The fifth thing, Alona, is I strongly believe, I mean, this will go back to the first hour, two hours of the day. I believe that leaders need to be a little selfish in order to be very selfless. In order to be a servant leader, you got to take care of you. And I believe that there are strong routines. I had a client, uh, you know, that uh, she came to me for leadership help, but we really had to go back to even starting off with how she starts her morning. And she's an executive. She travels a lot. She's got a lot of responsibilities. But we had to come up with, you know, the fact that, you know, first thing when she wakes up, she gets on email, starts working on emails, turns on the TV, and there's people, you know, bad things happening on the, on the news that start to uh, pollute, pollute the mind. Uh, from there, you know, it's a quick shower after emails have been done. You go down, you throw in a couple donuts, and you get the kids ready. Anyway, it's a vicious cycle. And by 10 o'clock, there's a huge crash. And I believe, and like I said, I wrote a book called Living a Rich and Intentional Life. And I talked about the value of good routines in the morning, all the way from making your bed when you get up to water with lemon. And what are the, what's the science around that to, you know, what I call mind, body, soul, working on your mind, body, and soul, uh, you know, for the first hour and a half. Once you've done that and you've taken care of you, then you've got the rest of the day where you can take care of family. You can take care of, of those at work. You can take care of those obligations that you have in the community. But you've got to show up with a lot of energy and you've got to take care of you. So that's the fifth one. The sixth, sixth one is to listen and to be decisive. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of leaders, um, uh, you know, it, it's they're so busy that they don't know what to decide on. And, and, you know, we, we want to make sure that those listening skills, there's a time to listen and there's a time to act. And, you know, really that 70 to 80%, I see so many leaders want all the facts before they'll make a decision. 
or they just jump into the boat and start making decisions. There's a time to listen. There's a time to do that coaching. There's a time to understand the elements that are out there. And then there's a time to go ahead and act. I know that, you know, I do a lot of self-awareness with, uh, with my clients and with the teams. Um, you know, we go in to, to some deep self-awareness and we find out um, which leaders and what are their traits that make them uh, either uh, show up at their best or they've got kryptonite. And once we start to know that self-awareness, then we can start to, to, to help them say, you know what, listening isn't one of my key uh, uh, strengths. How do we make it a key strength? How do you show up differently? So, so listening and being decisive is number six. And the seventh one and the final one is just owning your mistakes. You know, too many of us are not authentic in life. You know, when we make a mistake, we're all human beings. You said it yourself, Alona. Um, that's what makes life, uh, you know, uh, so 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 unique in that, yeah, you know, when we make mistakes, we pivot and we encourage others to do the same thing. The old failing forward thing, it's it, it really is a real thing. Uh, we can't have people on pins and needles wondering if they're making the right decision. We've got to empower people. And I really believe that the more they empower, the more they'll engage, the more they'll embrace in the better uh, you have at not having a high turnover. So those are the seven uh, habits for highly effective people. And then when I get into leadership, those are a whole nother set of uh, people centric uh, from protecting uh, your own brand to having your own board of directors to uh, being authentic and, uh, and and how to also be an essentialist and, and uh, simplify uh, your routines out of the day. So I just fed you a lot and I apologize, but those are all the different concepts that I've really embraced through 35 plus years of, uh, of being in the business world and what I have seen to uh, work and not work. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I value wisdom of, uh, and especially when we actually put together books, it's like you always get someone's, like you said, 30 plus year experience, right? Three decades. And it always comes down to those bricks, right? Those foundational bricks that we talked about and you talked about with the habits. And it seems like small things. It seems like sometimes it's like common sense, but common sense is not enough because are we actually implementing these and are, are we being intentional with uh, how we want to align our personal life and, and our business. I love that you said the coaching piece, you know, when you learn how to be a good coach as a leader, then you said that your team will also become leaders. Is that, is that what yes. you said? I, like I never Absolutely. heard of it that way, but I think that's really, really powerful as well. And then the conscious piece. I love that because the first chapter of my latest book that I launched visionary, visionary purpose driven leadership is all about conscious leadership because the more we, you know, raise our consciousness as leaders, the more we start to see a lot of different dots that we get to connect for ourselves, our teams, our clients, our business, our mission, our vision, all of those bigger things that we want to achieve. So, you know, I think it's really, really powerful. And, and that work is transformational for sure. Well, Stan, we've actually reached the end of our show. Um, I think the work that you're doing out there is absolutely amazing. I usually ask my guests at this point to fill in the blanks. I have three fill in the blanks for you. So whatever comes up first for you, please just answer from your heart, as I always say. So um, the first one is the best advice in leadership I've received is? Enjoy the journey. You know, we have so much stress in our life and uh, we think, uh, you know, now is the uh, most important time in our life. But when you get to, I think, the phase of life, that uh, the season of life that I'm in, you look back and you see just how, how much fun and how, uh, uh, you know, 
just enjoy the journey. I think uh, personally and professionally, uh, make it a fun ride. Yeah, it's always about who we become, right? It's powerful. My best creative outlet is? Oh, it is. It, there's so much packed into that. But I tell you what, I... I uh, I love to uh, to take care of myself, and so it's this morning. I was in a restorative uh, yoga session yesterday. I was in a boot camp, uh, so I do anything and everything to take care of me. And then, of course, my faith is is very strong. So, you know, I start off the first hour of every morning uh, doing a lot of journaling and a lot of scripture reading, and making sure that I'm starting the day again, mind, body, and soul. Mm. And the last one is I know my legacy is. Oh, transformation and growth. I mean, that's just, it just, it's just become so crystallized to me in the last two years, not just my, my transformation and growth, but the people that I encounter and you know what, never keep score, just go through life, making everybody better and good things will happen. Ooh, powerful. That's the life lesson right there taught by real life experience. Well, thank you so much, Stan. Where is it that everyone can continue the conversation with you and find out all the amazing resources that you have built through your work? So like I said, we just changed the name of the company and the website too. So please go to StanGibsonSpeaks.com. And when you go there, you'll also see that uh, you can have a copy of the seven, uh, um, the seven habits of highly effective people-centric leaders. So StanGibsonSpeaks.com. And I'd love to also connect with you on LinkedIn. So you'll find all that stuff on my, on my website. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for all this amazing work you're doing out there in the world. It's, it's really inspirational and uh it's empowering one another. I also believe in the power of um, collaboration and creating this energy. And again, you know, wise people have said it that the more people you help, the more you've also helped yourself. So I think it's really powerful to understand that. And thank you again for all the amazing wisdom you have um, shared with us. And definitely go follow um, Dan and connect with him on LinkedIn and his website. And thank you also always for listening and sharing this show and subscribing and reviewing it. I really appreciate it so that we can bring more amazing guests just like Stan that are doing phenomenal work out there in the world to change the world and to really impact others. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time with another amazing guest and interview. Bye everybody. Thank you. I want to share with you the four books that would change your life personally and professionally. So the first book is Connecting the Dots Backwards, one of the books I've written that will help you connect the dots between your past, your present, and your future life vision. You will find topics in there around marketing, sales, spirituality, relationships, all the areas that you need to be fulfilled as a human being. The second book that I've written, which is a journal, accompanies the Connecting with the Dots book. And this journal will help you apply the information that you learn in the book into a journal. It has self-guided questions that you can go uh, through and into to get the clarity that you need to discover your values, your vision, and your mission. This is a journal attaching um, the book as well. And then Purpose Driven Entrepreneurship is my latest book where I have included my legacy framework in building legacy businesses, everything from mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team. And I have connected all the dots between all those areas so that you have the fundamentals that you need to build a truly legacy empire. And then my latest creation is the Focus on Purpose Planner, 
for increased productivity and efficiency, where I have included a framework around your productivity where you can plan ahead, uh, work on purpose, and leave amazing impact on the planet with your work. You can find any of my books on the website below, alonaloparicoaching.com books, and definitely grab your copy. Let me know, leave me a review on Amazon and let me know how this book has impacted you and changed your life.